has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Engine Nerdy Show. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm DVD. I'm Master Zed. We're no Mr. Pulse this week. He's out of town, somewhere in the wilds of Colorado. Supposedly, that didn't work well. Hopefully, hopefully we will have pulled this off by the time we get done. <laughs> I just talked to my friends from Colorado, and they didn't see pulled there, so oh, I don't know if he's actually there. You, you'd think they would have run into each other. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> Our fake sponsor this week is Brillo Pillows. Exfoliate while you sleep. I love my Brillo pillow. Uh, one side is the green and one side's the blue. <laughs> so I can decide if I want to uh, remove surfaces or just polish them. Nice. Brillo or brio in Spanish means brightness. Oh, it's to make it bright. Yeah. Or make it bright. Mm. It's like college. What? No. College different make, different kind oh, of college bright. Makes college doesn't bright. make you bright. You either are <laughs> bright and do well or not bright and don't do well. So speaking of brightness, bright people that do well. Oregon, <laughs> you can also do well. No. Oregon just changed their laws so that to graduate high school, you don't need to be able to do simple math or read or write. Oh. Well, that so should that'll be go good. well. Yeah. The, the value of a diploma has just plummeted. That'll make the Oregon Duck fans way more mature. Yes. Mm-hmm. I liked it of saying, yeah, uh, the thing I was reading that's kind of snarky about it was like, yeah, it's great. The new uh, engineering degree doesn't teach you how to, like, you know, any physics or anything and the new medical degree doesn't require you to know anatomy (laughs) Uh, but anyway how are you guys doing i'm doing great surviving the heat is it hot up in your neck of the woods it is it's it's uh 86 degrees and hazy yeah the smoke came in today oh no there's a fire out east of us um. Yeah, and the wind's coming from the east, which also makes it hot. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get the ocean cooling effect. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm in Boise, Idaho. But it's hot there. It's 
currently 91. I think it was 97 oh. or something today. Um, yeah. My phone's been giving me, giving me heat warnings. I look, it's like 87 degrees. I was like, <laughs> that's not that hot. I mean, it's hot, but it's August, so yeah, yeah that's right. what August is. Well, it's hotter than normal for here. Well, people... <laughs> oh, so I got to meet my new co-workers in the Boise office. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, hey, hopefully they're not all jerks. Only not one or two. Not oh, all good. Them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's been super nice. Um, but they were talking about how hot it's been early this year of how many, you know, days in the 90s in June there were. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're mid-August and next week is highs in the mid-80s. So that's kind of unseasonably cool for august as well yeah so it's an interesting thing but um so this will date me that back in the late 90s when i lived in boise um we had i think it was a july where every single day of the month was over 100 like the entire month when i was working outside 10 hour days on the highway where it's usually 20 or 30 degrees hotter when you're standing on black asphalt um we broke our record for the most consecutive days over a hundred degrees in August. That's and, why I only work with white asphalt. Mm. In other words, no asphalt. Oh, okay. plaid, plaid asphalt, plaid, ludicrous asphalt. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We should start a company because <laughs> they have like they have the colored concrete. Why can't we have colored yeah. asphalt? Because black probably it's hard to takes out black. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we. This is dark gray. This one. Yeah. This one's slightly reddish black. This, this one's, one's Vanta black. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so we m- m- made our first trip to our new house in Boise. Um, Saturday, we had to get our trailer from Iceman's house down in Eugene. Um, he was fishing in the morning on the coast. And so he had said, oh, yeah, so I'm going fishing first thing, low tides at like 7.30, which is when we're trying to get out there. They were surf fishing. Oh. Um, so we'll come back and have lunch, and we'll either have fish that we caught or we'll pick up fish if we don't catch anything. <laughs> Um, so at noon, I hadn't heard from him. So I said, sorry, bud, I can't wait all day. So we're coming down to get the trailer. So it's a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. And so he, res- he gave me a call at like one thirty, and was like, oh, crap. Yeah, we haven't caught anything. And we're still at the coast because we we're like trying to <laughs> thinking like, you know, oh, this next cast, we'll get it next cast, next mm-hmm. cast. And then. So we didn't actually see him. Oh, no. We picked up our trailer from his house. And I heard if um, you fish near whales, you get lots of good good podcasts. (laughs) Uh, And so we, on our way, we went back to Portland and went straight to our storage unit and got our workbench. Um, We made ramps solid ramps out of two by tens i think or two by eights 
Um, and we got little aluminum bracket things to hook to them that kind of sit over the edge to make it a nice transition. Cool. Um, and we're able to fairly easily get our big tool chest up on our trailer. Um, just the two of you? Just the two of us. Yep, Charlie and I. Cool. And, oh, when we were building the ramps, so we put where we didn't have the trailer when we made the ramp. So we're like, well, I think it's about this high. <laughs> and so we held the board up and then I took a, a speed square that has angle markings on it to see like what angle it mm-hmm. was at. And then we wanted to cut the bottom edge that's on the ground at a slope so that it would be a smooth transition. There wouldn't be a lip. Yeah. So it was only like 20 degree slope. So it's pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. And so we got a the circular saw and cut that slope. Well, it didn't cut all the way through. Oh. Um, but I got it. I just by we just Charlie held the board and I took the circular saw and cut the end. I had to put <laughs> it against the end of the board. Uh huh. Because the guard on the circular saw only goes zero to 45. So you, to cut a 20, you have to cut on the butt end of the board. Um, yeah. So I did that and it didn't cut all the way through, <laughs> but I yeah, cut so I cut such a nice edge on that, that when I used the handsaw to finish cutting it and it went through and my hand hit the end of the board, it, totally sliced my hand open oh no oh man but we've determined that i am now a robot and i no longer mm. bleed when i get cut well, <laughs> because the last two cuts i've had on my hand have been fairly deep like 16th inch deep where there's like a pretty decent flap of skin and i haven't bled at all <laughs> wow i've seen magicians puncture their hand as long as you miss I guess. I don't know. But I, as soon as it happened, I looked down and saw the gash across my palm and went, Charlie, I need first aid. (laughs) Get this tourniquet. I put my, you know, put my thumb on it to keep it closed. And we went up to the bathroom and poured hydrogen peroxide on it and got some band-aids out. And there was like one little tiny drop of blood came out. I was like, one uh, solitary tear. I think you should probably hydrate more. <laughs> I guess, maybe. My hands like bleed like sludge. crazy, so... Well, and then on your camp out, I had like a mosquito bite on my leg that I picked at, and it was like, I just unconsciously picked at it, and then I looked down, and there's blood all the way down my whole leg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the crap? You should that's... check your blood pressure. Yeah. Well, that's why it bit you there, your upper the Yeah, I guess. Available. Yeah, so I don't. I guess that way it keeps me from getting mosquito bites on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, so anyway, we got uh, we got the motorcycle loaded, and we got the tool bench and the tool chest, and our two, both of our beds loaded. And then in the morning, we uh, went to our other storage unit and got our couch and our love seat. Oh. Um, and we, I think I mentioned our crazed, somewhat uh, eccentric neighbor that has been giving us tape. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
so we had grabbed the our mattresses we put in these big mattress bags but they're oversized and we're going to be hauling them for seven hours on an open air trailer so we took this six inch roll of like tape and first tape taped all the seams and stuff it's like a vinyl it's a weird i don't really yeah it kind of is not my favorite tape (laughs) but we taped those up well we got on the freeway and luckily um so Charlie was in our forerunner and I was in the truck with the trailer mm-hmm. and we had the CBs so we could talk to each other. Oh, nice. Which ended up being really nice to just, we were talking the whole seven hour drive and it made it much nicer uh, to be both driving alone. But uh, she got on the CB and was like, that love seat the is flapping like crazy. And I was like, well, I will pull over at the next exit, which is like five miles from here. And we were still in Portland. And so we pulled over and I did consider just throwing the love seat off and see if the homeless people on the side of the street that were right there wanted it. (laughs) Um, But instead we just taped, we just taped the fabric down and kind of taped our love seat back together. Um, but then we made the drive and it was uneventful. Um, nice. And then mom Good. and uh, Rachel and her two boys met us. We called them while we were in Baker City and told them what time we'd be in. And they we got with, here within five minutes of each other. Nice. And they helped us unload everything and then took off. And we've been getting settled into our house. Awesome. So my wife is out of town this past weekend by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what I did to not get invited or because I have a bad memory for conversations. Um, but she went up to visit her cousin up in the eastern, eastern Washington, eastern northern Washington, mm-hmm. almost by Canada and Idaho, way up there. And uh, so I was tracking her on Monday. Well, someday she sent me a picture of what she woke up to the view. And I thought, oh, she might not come back. Because <laughs> um, it looked really cool, and I was tracking her on Monday when she was on her way back, and I noticed that she was not on the highway. I was like, "Huh, I wonder what she's." Oh, what's this? Looks like some kind of dry lake bed or something. Oh, going eleven miles an hour. I wonder what she's doing in her truck. <laughs> yeah, she's she taken some some uh, unpaved roads and gone exploring a bit. Nice. So it's good to see her using her truck, and she had a great time. Sounds like. I had a good time too. I played golf and mm-hmm. played some disc golf and sat around and did a whole lot. Yeah, I've got house guests right now, so I'm not in my normal recording setup, so I don't have my fancy new microphone or anything. But yeah, there's my sister in law and her husband and their four young daughters. So you may hear some little girls giggling, giggling occasionally. <laughs> There's a lot of giggling, even though I tell them repeatedly, no giggling in my house, but they don't ever, it doesn't dissuade them. Nice. Oh, so I, oh, I was going to tell my truck. Yeah. I pulled my rear wheel off that still needed the parking brake adjusted, Mm. pulled the Mm -hmm. rotor off so I could see what was going on. Well, the lower spring 
is up against the little star wheel that you have to turn to adjust it. Is it upside down? Because those springs have maybe the part that connects to the brake shoe is offset. So there is a direction for them to go. Well, it's probably upside down then. So I I got it. Yeah, I got it adjusted. (laughs) uh, I put the wheel back on and I was going to. I was going to go put it in neutral so I could turn the wheel and make sure it wasn't dragging or whatever. Well, the battery was so dead that it wouldn't let me shift out of park. I've never heard of that. Apparently there's an interlock. I I put the key in, foot on brake, and it wouldn't shift. And the radio didn't come on, no lights. It was dead, dead. So I have a battery charger. I threw it on there while I was working on other stuff, and it never would get above six volts. So I was like, battery. okay, well, I took it down to the auto parts store that I bought it from and said, hey, can you guys charge this up and test it for me? And they're like, yeah, we'll give you a call. And then I called them later, and it was done. <laughs> they hadn't called me. And uh, I was like, well, did you test it? And they're like, oh, no, we'll do that when you get here. I'm like, in case you need a new one, I okay. guess. Okay, yeah. So I drive down there, and the guy's like, yeah, this thing wouldn't charge. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he could have told <laughs> oh me that gosh. over the phone. They- but they wanted you in the store, so you're more likely to buy a battery. Well, here's the thing. Well, it should be under warranty, right? Because you've only had that thing for like... Two years. Two years, yeah. So it has a four-year full replacement warranty. Yeah. So I talked to the guys like, well, you know, we've never really... This battery's never really worked that well in our truck. Maybe my truck isn't good for AGM batteries. This should we be t- fine. Talked about <laughs> it. He's like, there's no reason that this battery wouldn't work in your truck. And he looks it up and he's like, whoa, these batteries have gone up like over $100 since you bought this. Good thing it's nice. a full replacement warranty. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to order it. It's not when they stock. But um, I was like, well, maybe this has been my problem all along. Maybe you, you know? just got a bad battery. So like, I was kind of hopeful. So I picked it up yes- yesterday. Yeah. Threw it in there, turned the truck on. It was at 14 volts. It, every, the battery light wasn't on or anything. And I was like, well, maybe that's all it was. But like the most expensive top line battery you can, and it didn't even last two years. So today, <laughs> no. That is a doornail? <laughs> no, but oh. when I turned the truck on, it wasn't st- keeping it above 13 volts. So I'm probably going to have to go get a warranty replacement on the alternator now. That is crazy. I have a uh, alternator place I would recommend. <laughs> well, the alternator has a lifetime warranty. But if it leaves you stranded <laughs> repeatedly, it's not worth it, right? Well, I've never been stranded because I have a jump starter. <laughs> uh, so, so I have an interesting... So our car has had this weird thing It's done for a while but we have just kind of mostly ignored it it's we've taken it in i think twice before for it but it only happens 
under very specific uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it's like if the transmission is below a certain temperature in a certain gear and you drive very aggressively, it'll lose power. Mm. And so we took it in quite a while ago, just while we were, while we were getting an oil change, we mentioned it and they checked it out and didn't find, they couldn't reproduce it, but they didn't follow the directions of when it did it. So we ended up taking it back another time and their shop manager ended up driving it home so that he could drive it while it was cold, you know, first thing in the morning and he got it to do it, but it, so they did a flash on the transmission, I think, and gave it back to us. And it, we don't drive enough and we don't drive it aggressively often enough to know for a while. So it was a little bit until we knew that it's like, nope, that didn't fix it. <laughs> but we've just been living with it because it's like, well, normally we don't, it's not an issue. Yeah. Until you happen to like, need to accelerate on a passing lane or something mm-hmm. aggressively. And we did notice it started getting worse. It was like oh. started doing it at higher temperatures and in more gears. Cause it started with, if the transmission was below 125 degrees and it was in fourth gear, oh. it would, the power would like cut out if you were above 4,000 RPM. It's like pretty, yeah. So that's like 75 miles an hour or something, you know. Um, but it started doing it in like second to fifth gear and up to like 145 degrees. Oh. So we took it in before we left to come to Boise. Because <laughs> we're like, we need this fixed. Because we have a extended engine or powertrain warranty. Because mm-hmm. um, the factory warranty is over. But... Um, so we want them to fix it before we move. Yeah. Cause we have a good relationship with the dealership we got it from. And, uh, so we dropped it off. So there's two parts of the story. So first of all, we drop it <laughs> off and the lady helping me is like, uh, you need a little loner. And I'm like, yes, mm. and I did it in the middle of the day. Cause I traffic is terrible getting there during rush hour. So I went in the middle of the day. So traffic wasn't bad. And then I was supposed to go on a site visit right after their, like get the loaner, go to a site visit. Oh, right. And they're like, uh, we don't have any loaners right now. So there's some like in processing from people dropping them off. So it'll be a little bit. Um, so it was like 45 minutes that I sat there waiting and then they finally were like, okay, we finally have a loaner for you. And then as I went to get the loaner, one of the mechanics was there and he was like, hey, do you want to go for a test drive and show me what it's doing? Oh. And I was like, well, we'll see if it does it because it, I you know, drove it, it might be too hot, half an yeah. hour here. So that's right. probably too hot. So we got in it and it, the transmission was like 170 degrees. Oh. So I was like, it's too hot. It's not going to do it. But I tried as hard as I could. <laughs> so we did a nice fun spirited drive <laughs> and the mechanic was like yeah no like you described it well enough and yeah I don't mind going for a drive <laughs> type thing and then they, they uh, told me to get a transmission warmer 
just to keep your transmission warm. Well, yeah. So, so I end up leaving. Well, then, um, I think it was Monday, or maybe, or maybe Tuesday. I got a phone call, and it popped up as the dealership. Mm-hmm. And so I answered the call. And, um, it's this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, so you have one of our loaner cars." And I was thinking. Oh crap! They gave me a car they weren't supposed to, or something, or like it. The something is. It was the guy said he was from sales, oh. and I was like, "Oh no, or something's really wrong with their car." If I'm getting a call from a salesman, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, so you have one of our loaner cars," and I go to like, "Oh no, they gave me a car they weren't supposed to, or something." And yeah, we actually like, yeah. sold that. No, that's exactly what he said. We actually oh. sold that car. So is there a way I can come and drop off a different loaner? And I was like, I'm out of town. It's sitting at my house in Portland. And my roommates are home. And so the guy was like, well, I get off at like nine. Do you think I could drop it off? Come and be like probably close to 10 by the time I got there. I was like, no, my roommates would not appreciate you showing up at 10. Yeah to exchange a car and he's like, Oh, I guess I could probably get permission to leave now. So he left at like three to drive out there. <laughs> and I assume I haven't heard anything because our roommates left the next day for their vacation to like South Carolina. So there's some random car sitting. So there's in some driveway. random car sitting in the driveway, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then I think, day or yesterday I got a phone call and they said our car was ready and it was a crankshaft position sensor weird which gives me zero indication of why it would do it in a specific gear at a specific RPM when the transmission is cold I would be worried that it couldn't fix it I have serious doubts about it being done Yeah, but I was like well I'm out of town so yeah. I'll be back next week. And so I'm going to make the our service guy go for a drive with me. Okay. You said crankshaft position sensor? I think that's what he said. It was either crankshaft or camshaft position sensor. But either one, it shouldn't be dependent it sh- on... It shouldn't matter gear. what the transmission's doing. The temp- transmission temperature nor gear should matter. It yeah, would only that's... be RPM. And That's it was weird definitely one. tied to specific gears and a su- specific temperatures. And why would it get worse over time? Right. Well, I could see a sensor going out getting worse over time. Well, I mean, but... if it was degrading overall, but it getting worse only in certain situations seems weird. It's yeah. Yeah, I have our doubts. truck did, but our truck turned out to be wires i'm sure they were going to sensors all kinds of places in our um emissions system mm. just doing weird stuff i don't know but sometimes things are hooked to things you wouldn't imagine they would be but yeah oftentimes though they fix something that's not the, the main cause of the problem i've discovered yeah i they just find something wrong and fix it and go well right. that must have been it well the first time they were like well, it's not throwing a code, and the problem with the warranty work is they have to have a part to replace. Is the warranty replaces parts, broken parts. 
So they were like, if we can't find what's wrong with it through like diagnostic stuff and need to like dig into it, we have to get a, you have to basically commit to paying for it, whether or not it's warranty work. So if they replace a part that's not broken, that doesn't get then covered. Then it, it's not covered, right. So Even though they, they, had a, have, they still have a good part still, but I guess the labor will do that. <laughs> yeah, that so okay. it's, well, and then, but if they do dig into it and they find something broken it's and it's replace it, then it's all paid for. Yeah, but it's still You just warranty. have to commit to paying for, potentially paying for part of it. So I honestly don't, care if it costs some money i just want it fixed because yeah well because it could go out completely one day and right i think it's i personally think it's it could be like a fuel injection issue it could be a clutch issue or a transmission issue yeah i would i would localize it in the transmission but that's what, well, it's like, okay, it's tied to transmission temperature. So, yeah, how would that matter. affect anything else? The engine gets up to temperature way faster than the transmission. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I've like had kind of the thought of it keeps doing it. So, if I just keep pushing it harder and harder to make it do it more, it'll break something. Then it'll be more evident. Be able yeah. to find it and fix it. Mm-hmm. But we got the powertrain warranty because the we were talking to them. They're like, an engine replacement on this car is like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So, because they don't, if something goes wrong with the AMGs, they don't typically try to fix them because the tolerances are so tight when they build them. Mm-hmm. They'll, it's really easy to destroy and need to replace it. Mm. Crazy. So. so. So Mrs. T's birthday is coming up, and I was starting to worry. I'm like, oh, great, because we have birthday, anniversary, and then Christmas two months later. Like, what am I going to get her? Because she always gets whatever she wants. Well, our American Trucks catalog came in, and she grabbed <laughs> it in a pen. So nice. I just need to find that. <laughs> and I can, uh, that catalog go. That's right. I'm thinking maybe a colder intake for the truck. Try to improve our horsepower. Or, or not horsepower. Not the horsepower. The fuel efficiency. Yeah. That's yeah. It. It's like my car has a colder intake, but I cancel out the fuel efficiency ad by driving it harder. Mm-hmm. Because it's got more horsepower, so it's funner. And it makes nice. a cool noise. <laughs> um, I was going to mention one more thing. I'm sorry. I've got so much. I've been busy. <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. So my Tuesday, second day in the Portland office, I guess. I haven't I hadn't actually been to the office the yet Boise at office. this point. Yes. But uh they had their annual whitewater rafting trip. Oh. So I showed up on Tuesday at lunchtime and went on that trip with them. <laughs> nice. Good timing. Having never met a lot of the people before I'd only met, I think like one of them virtually once. <laughs> uh. And, uh, that person that I had met virtually actually thought I was uh DVD. 
because oh. he'd remembered Divity from when Divity worked there. Uh, it was like, was oh, then uh, Dennis Galanato. Oh, okay, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we've met. And I was like, I don't think we've met in person. And then like no. a couple hours later, he's like, dude, I was thinking of your brother, huh? <laughs> He worked there and I was like, yes. He's like, oh my gosh, so sorry. Like, I was like, we have met virtually before, but yeah, I yeah. remember Dennis now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. Um, you know, they're talking about like, oh yeah, like, uh, you know, how much experience do you have and blah, blah, blah. And then Charlie chimes in and was like, yeah, I remember when the Boise office was started and they're all kind of like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, I forgot that you have more. You've been around longer than us. <laughs> I remember when there was only the, the Portland office and one small satellite office in Everett. Yeah, I think this is even before the Everett one. Well, it was Portland and then Everett and then Boise and then Springfield. Maybe I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe I was there before there was any satellite offices. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the whitewater rafting was pretty good. It was pretty mild that we went up uh, the Payette River. It's kind of late in the year. So the end, there's been hardly any water this year anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it was pretty low, but it was, um, it was fun. Got to meet some folks. Then went out to dinner with a couple people afterwards, and yeah, cool. Uh, Charlie was a little scared to go this year. She's like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it or if I'm gonna have like a panic attack, and I don't want my first experience with the new Boise people to be having a panic attack and being like, Get me off this boat, get me off the (laughs) boat, you know, if they have if they ever have like a golf outing. Um, I wouldn't mind an invite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they were talking. We uh, learned that Charlie and I, as outdoorsy as we feel like we are, we need to step up our game. Oh, because we they do uh, engineering the like engineering community um, locally. They do instead of like Portland does a golf tournament. Um, Boise, they do a trap and skeet tournament. <laughs> cool. Which is awesome. It like everyone fishes, everyone bird hunts, everyone big game hunts. Nice. It's awesome. So I Well, if they ever do it. an ice cream social, let me know, because that's my <laughs> bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technology is always moving fast. 
Don't let science leave you in the past. It'll blow you away. Yeah. All night and day. Yeah. We won't lead you astray. Technology, nothing more to say. All right. Our topic this week is, I don't know how to describe it succinctly. I guess it's preventing species from going extinct. I thought you were going to say evil scientist collects all the animal DNA so he can destroy the world and then repopulate it with animals. Oh, you're imbuing some characteristics on him that aren't in the article. Well, he's a tall He's tall, and you look at him. He's He's bald. and a high speed and three quarter length shorts and oh, a lab yeah. coat. Oh no. It's well, it's the exact same thing that happened in Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow. They mm, got all the animals together. One. Also the old testament, the evil scientist Noah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> this is a modern day evil Noah. It is. <laughs> okay, so basically this guy he his name is Tolis Matson. Totally the evil scientist name. He yeah. started his career as a horse jockey. Which it says he's a tall man. That just seems contradictory. I'm assuming he was shorter back well, then. If if we riding a horse, you're oh, when he was sixteen, too, then you have six legs basically. Well, he, he started <laughs> jockeying when he was sixteen. Okay, so I didn't reach my full height until. I was probably I was full height 20. at 16. I was, I was full height at 16 also. I was at least 20. But I was a late bloomer. And so was Tullis, apparently. Yeah, we'll go with that. But then he got into or, horse. Or he did some kind of evil science that made himself taller. <laughs> He's actually the clone of yeah. his mini-beast. We'll go with that. He cloned his diminutive... Himself. Self and created a tall version. Maybe so it's could... two people standing on top of each other. You can't tell. Oh, it could be. Where's the lab coat? Um. Anyways, he got into horse breeding and like that was dangerous. You know, buying and selling. Uh, did we just say what it is? Horse genetic yeah. material. Material. <laughs> Um, and so he has these like big night liquid nitrogen vats where he keeps the product and stuff. And, uh, he got into the whole, you know, all the breeding and all that. And he decided, well, why can't we do something similar with endangered species? Well, yeah, I find it funny. So he got together with a company that was trying to clone like cats and dogs like domestic pets oh i forgot that step and was like well if we're cloning pets why don't we try to clone like endangered species and they call them like Here's they the... slam the door in his face yeah he's like, you're crazy you're crazy you can't well, do you that know why because everything you've talked about that we've actually cloned and do this genetic research with are animals that are owned by people people oh. need to own if there was a market for owning and racing endangered species, 
Mm. Or people love them as pets. Rhino racing sounds like or, those poor Rhino racing sounds awesome. You That's just like have chariots. every little safari jeep that they chase after. <laughs> but there's a guy in one of those explorer own, hats. All the animals that are owned by people do not have a problem with extinction. And stuff that we can commercially farm eat. for meat. <laughs> or wool or milk, you know. The people that care the most about something are those that own it, I would think. Yeah, so right now, the best hope for a lot of these endangered species are zoo breeding programs where, like, let's say one zoo has a panda, a dude panda, and another zoo has a chick panda. They'll, like, get them together and try to get them to mate. And pandas and, uh, could take, like, the 10 animal. years. <laughs> Yeah, they want to be. Extinct. They don't care. They they're trying They'll to die go from extinct. not eating. Well, I'm it in my like daughter's room. Eat. She has a panda hat right in front of me, <laughs> staring at me with its it's big black eyes. Going on a panda. If your daughter's <laughs> killing pandas to make hats out of them, well, she didn't kill it. We just bought it that way. It was anyways. So this guy that's into horse breeding and like, you know, artificial insemination is like, well, why don't you just artificially inseminate the pandas or you know it's like he probably didn't have pandas in mind but probably not he's like it's silly to ship a panda across the country or to another country to try and hope that it finds you know this lady panda attractive plus they could do cross species like an elephant and a rhinoceros which i'm not really sure what they would call that <laughs> I don't that's think that's know. part of why they're. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so there have been programs that try to clone extinct the... animals. So they did clone this um, this species. I think it was like a goat species or something. And they were doing just full-on cloning. Only eight out of the 42 goats they impregnated impregnated actually became pregnant. And only one of those eight was actually born. And then it died within minutes, I think. Mm. And I just find it amazing one, that his barnyard... People. Oh. His barnyard manager is named Josh Steer. I know. <laughs> It's like, There's really? a problem. And he's in charge of gathering <laughs> the samples. material from the... What if he gets, gets jealous? Those that, can't, those that can't, can't do, collect. I guess, that's true. What if he's really actually like a anthropomorphic Morphite cow? cow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so the article made a joke they're like yeah that was the only species that's ever gone extinct twice <laughs> anyways but this guy's like well part of the problem when a species is becoming endangered is lack of genetic diversity because there's a bottleneck there's fewer mating pairs so you're basically inbreeding trying to bring this species back it's not a good plan i learned about that in battlestar galactica It'd be like Noah's Ark. Like, everybody in every couple is closely re- 
not everybody in every couple. At least one member of each couple is closely related to... That's why we don't live as long as Methuselah, because we have damaged <laughs> DNA. Because we're all inbred. Yep. Some of us are more inbred than others, but... <laughs> um, I love bread. So what this guy wants to do is start collecting genetic samples long before it gets critically endangered so that when you are trying to focus on something to bring it back, you can go to the freezer and introduce new genetic diversity to... You should always buy stuff when it's more available, right? And then you buy it hoping that the stock goes down so that it becomes more valuable. There you go. The fewer the animals that he gets. So watch out. This guy's going to be out there killing animals after he gets their genetic sample. Yeah. He gathers a big enough uh, stock. I don't of know if he's making money <laughs> off of this. This yeah. doesn't seem like a money maker. He had sold uh, 21 horse samples for $60,000. Okay, so that's yes. his business. Oh. His horses. <laughs> Horses aren't endangered yet. So, Josh Steer the is out there. You don't believe he's evil, is what I'm getting from you. <laughs> it calls it a scheme in the article. <laughs> Schemes are inherently... Like, oh, crap, I use that like term a, all the time in work. It's written like a Crichton novel. Well, they do talk about it's Jurassic awful. Park at the end. And they do go into interesting things. There was this kind of side quest part of it where they were like... <laughs> You know, even if you do have a population that isn't necessarily on the verge of extinction, but that you want to introduce certain diversity back into... You should bring back giant sloths. No, but they're saying, well, maybe if we had some giant sloth DNA, we could incorporate that into the the regular sloth population. Make all of them bigger. Just use... Just use the, uh, frog DNA, right? That slots right in most things. I know, DNA. Uh, well, they were talking about woolly mammoths. Like, we have the woolly mammoth genome. Yeah. And there's... I think they were talking about Asian elephants are closer to mammoths. And they were saying, well, if you got some mammoth genes into the Asian elephant population, they could withstand the cold better... They would have smaller tusks, so they wouldn't be hunted for their ivory as much. And you So know. they're going to die easier when the temperatures go up, because they'll be better suited to cold and not be able to yeah. defend themselves? Well, you know, in Asia, there's mountains and stuff. For and, now. Oh, Wait till yeah. Bath gets his hands on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I may have told this story before, but when we were visiting San Diego, we went to the zoo and... Uh, we got like the past the Balboa Park pass to get us into like a bunch of different places. So we were at the Natural History Museum, and we were looking at the saber tooth cat skeleton. Ooh, let's fossils. bring those back. And no, there was a mother explaining to her children that they had seen one of those at the zoo the previous day. We're <laughs> 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 just like, uh, no. Dude, no, no, no. Were you at the zoo in your time machine? Were you driving a DeLorean 88 You happened upon a time traveler is what you did. Yes, I guess. You found one. She's like, oh, look, we saw one of those at the zoo yesterday. I'm like, no, you didn't. And then I, we were very curious when we went to the giant sloth things. They have like a 
you know, fake one. It's like, like, oh, is I going to see one of those there, too? Oh, remember we saw one of those in our neighborhood? Yeah. (laughs) I think you're legally allowed to punch that woman in the face. (laughs) For disruption of our education. Yeah. Parents like her that make it so you don't need to know math or reading to to graduate. Uh, Man, those things those things must have wreaked havoc on the ark. I know. (laughs) Right? They're huge mouth fang things. Although I think those would predate the ark. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so are they putting these in space or anything cool? Because what happens when we just destroy the earth and Elon's got lots of money. You should pair with him. Yeah. When this guy runs out of liquid nitrogen, what's going to happen? I heard back in this, when the space things first started, we were sending like monkeys and dogs into space. Now we're sending CEOs. It's like, I think better plan. (laughs) Get those guys in space. Let's see what happens to the CEO <laughs> in total vacuum. Oh, they even mentioned the saber-toothed <laughs> tiger in this. Oh, yeah, I saw oh, one of those. Uh, yeah. What's the, uh, to the stop them from bringing back these? The saber-toothed tiger, the dodo, or the woolly mammoth, or even the T-Rex? <laughs> well, the T-Rex would have a heck of a time surviving. Well, and we don't have any T-Rex DNA. Right. We do have woolly mammoth DNA. Uh, Amber. Oh. I don't know if we have any dodo DNA. I don't know. I'll Probably. ask my stupid neighbor. I think the dodo became extinct. Wasn't after. that long ago? It wasn't. Yeah, it was just a couple hundred years. Oh, maybe they do have dodo DNA. Well, they had the a next way that I could find out. Crichton novel. Dodo DNA. <laughs> um. Well, the other thing is you need a closely related species um, to impregnate with frogs. Fifteen oh seven was when the dodo was last seen. Oh yeah, so that's well, not too long ago. Probably still some viable DNA. They're probably still like, out there. <laughs> they just don't probably. know. It. Uh, they're hanging like, out with Bigfoot. It's like no, we did a really good job killing all of them. It needs to get a better publicist, though. Maybe its name changed. I know. Smart Doe. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't don't know. know. The doo-doo. The don't-don't. Yeah. Pelican. So you could maybe use a closely related bird species egg. It's not technically the same thing, then. No, I'm, but there's probably something related to it. Right. Because, like, when they were doing that extinct goat, they just used a, a closely related goat. I mean, the one thing from a frog you wouldn't want to have transmitted to the dinosaurs happened, right? Where it could, they could change. Like an asteroid? No, they have changed. <laughs> you don't want to transmit sex. Uh, oh. Well, I definitely see, don't want to transmit point. an asteroid to the, this is the current uh, livestock. Yeah. This is the opposite maybe of dinosaurs, Park. Like, maybe they drew asteroids in. We were thinking about that. Maybe they had something in their genetic thing that just like is a magnet for asteroids. Mm-hmm. I Weird. saw a study recently about they traced where the 
dinosaur killing asteroid came from the far outside part of the asteroid belt and it was a mostly carbon asteroid so it was very dark so it's one that we may have a very hard time seeing if another one came (laughs) they figured that there's a return cycle of like 250 million years and that was 66 million years ago so we're probably good for a while but then we'll have mind them all so don't worry about it yeah Well, even though I said he was an evil scientist, I think this is a good idea. And I like it when private citizens take it upon themselves to try to help the world. So good on you, Tolis Matson. I think we all know that the if the government gets involved, it's going to not be good. Right. Typically. Animals think... are going to go extinct waiting in line to get a permit so they can not be extinct. <laughs> yes. Or only certain animals will get saved because they're um, of certain attributes. They're cute. The cute, cuddly panda bear. That's actually the greatest uh, genetic thing is making them look like that. That's the only thing that keeps them around. (laughs) That was their uh, evolutionary uh, goal. Yeah, we had a we had a question about why koalas aren't extinct based on them being so sluggish and eating the worst food possible. I say, well, basically because they eat that food, they make they they themselves are a bad food source. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing, eat, nothing can because eat them. they would get just empty calories. <laughs> wouldn't get you anywhere. <laughs> Have you seen the coca? Coca. Spell it. Q U O K K A. No, it's a mammal. It is so adorable. Oh, it's so cute. That is the cutest animal. It's the cutest animal. I've seen those. There's like pictures of it, like trying to give people, they give people hugs. They have no natural predators. So they just (laughs) have zero fear and come and hug people. Oh, why aren't we breeding these? It's a wallaby. The macropod. There's a type of fox, too, that's really cute that a uh, girl I used to work with is obsessed with. I don't know what they're called, though. I guess they can just search for super cute fox. Foxy lady. I think if you search for cutest animals, there's... Uh... I think there was a fox on there. Uh the Kenick, the Fennec fox. fox. Yeah, the Fennec fox thing. Has giant yep, ears. That's it. There's an animal called a numbat. <laughs> what? Poor thing. Numbat. It's a type of anteater. Oh, mm. I want to get an axolotl. Yeah, those are cool. There's Tappy. Oh, how do you spell that? A-X-O-L-O-T-L. It's a... Oh, those are the cute little, like, amphibian things? Yeah, it's a salamander. Actually, added those to Minecraft. They're critically endangered. Oh, you should get some, then. Yeah. Breed them. Breed a bunch of them. Just pull in Josh Steer to... I'll get Steer to go collect some genetic samples. Yep. 
You know, <laughs> tears, so you can't produce yourself. But there's you only one. You? There's only one of me, so I feel like I'm critically endangered. So somebody should be collecting. <laughs> I don't think she wants. <laughs> Probably not the same method they use on the horses, but you know what? Uh, you know what? Or the elephant. They shove a probe somewhere. He shows up in a helicopter, and I'm like, no! Don't taste the legal scientist playing with animal species. He would have a sidekick whose last name was Steer, would he not? It sounds like... uh, I can't write that. I'm I'm starting to come around. The Kingsman or whatever sounds like a bad guy in that. (laughs) does. Guy shows up with a rubber glove and an electric probe. Hello, I'm He has a bunch of animals he's putting satellite or something or a this is my associate mr steer and we will save the <laughs> animals <laughs> all right that's technology that was fun i like that one Have any consumption? Oh, <laughs> does. Actually, that was me yesterday. I didn't think anybody was going to have any for a second there. I forgot that our person that does that wasn't here. Uh, oh. So I just opened the show notes and somebody has deleted Mr. Pold's line. So yeah, my I stuff did. moved up to the top and I was like, oh, somebody watched yep. the same stuff I did. <laughs> <laughs> It was me. I guess I get to go first then, eh? That's right. Okay, we watched Venom. It's a movie That's from good. a few years ago. 2018. Starring one guy. Mr. Oh, Tom Hardy. Oh, that's oh right. yeah. And uh, Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal in that or something? I don't think so. Who's the other guy? What other guy? The bad guy? Yeah, isn't... Uh... Reese Ahmed? Nope. <laughs> Must be Tom Hardy. <laughs> that I'm thinking sure of. Tom Hardy is Venom. Oh. So, I was thinking he was, it was somebody else. Oh. Uh, so in the movie, it's there's Topher this... Grace in it? Um, no. He was in Spider-Man 3. Which had Venom in it, but he was Venom, Venom in that. In that? Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. This is a standalone Venom movie with right. no Spider-Man. Yeah, I own it. I... So there's this corporate guy that is in like the medical. He made his money in the medical field, I think, and he's trying to. He's up in space, and he ends up finding these alien life forms and bring them back. And 
he's so evil that he's trying to use them to change humanity so they can go live on other planets because he thinks that Earth's going to be uninhabitable or overpopulated or some stupid malarkey. Well, one of them ends up getting out and, oh no, Tom Hardy's like a a reporter and he knows this guy's no good. So he breaks in and ends up bonding with affected with one of the creatures and the uh, the creatures venom. He and, becomes a symbiotic partner, I think. Yeah, they they work together, and uh, so he has to stop the bad guy who has some of these other creatures. And uh, yeah, it was I thought it was pretty decent. It was oh, I liked it. It was good. And the other thing I watched was A Quiet Place Part 2. What? Yeah, it's on Where did you... Paramount Plus, baby. Oh, I don't have that. You should. Oh. Yeah. We have Next time you're with me, we'll watch month. it. We have Peacock so, this month. So MJ got CBS All Access a while back, like a year ago maybe, because she wanted to watch... NCIS on there or something and then she wasn't using it and I was like we should probably just cancel that she's like go ahead well I couldn't I didn't have her login so I never got it canceled I forgot <laughs> so then so aggressive then yeah, we're go talking, ahead and cancel it if you can well, well yeah <laughs> go ahead and try she's not passive <laughs> but anyways it never got canceled we've been paying for it for months without using it well we wanted to get Paramount Plus so I was like, well, we got to cancel the CBS thing if we're going to sign up for something new. So I'm trying to find CBS All Access, and it's nowhere. I'm like, I know we're getting charged every month for it because I do the bills. And what the heck? Well, CBS All Access is now Paramount+. Plus. Oh, so the thing we wanted to cancel to get the new thing was the thing we already had. So we just started watching oh. stuff on it, and they have both the Quiet Place movies on there. So cool. we watched them back to back, which was good, but there were some drawbacks. It was really quiet. No, the drawback, the main drawback was, um, first of all, it starts with like a kind of a flashback scene, and then it picks up like right where the sec- first movie ended. But some of the actors are children. Oh. So, a young Gosh. man that is supposed to be the younger, the same age, is noticeably older. Oh no! But it doesn't. It wasn't that big a deal. If you didn't watch him back to back, you probably wouldn't notice. And it was really good. I liked it. It has, uh, you know, the Emily family Blunt. from the first yeah. one. Emmy Blunt, her two kids. Uh, John Krasinski. The baby, yep, he's in the flashback. And then uh, Scarecrow is the new... Oh, Killian Murphy? Yep, Killian Murphy is in it. Cool. Um, And he was really good. So, basically, in the first movie, there's these crazy creatures that kill everybody that makes noise, and at the end, they kind of figure out a way that they can neutralize them. A shotgun? Yep. 
well, there's this certain technology they employ. Well, yeah. in the second movie, they figure out, well, if we broadcast this signal over the radio, then anybody could kill these things. And so that's the the goal is to get to this place where there's a radio transmitter. Cool. Um, yeah, but they aren't only fighting bad creatures. There are some bad humans. Ooh. Yep, that usually happens in those kind of movies. Yep, and there's also some poor decision-making on the part of some of the main characters that leads to some dramatic... Shocking. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, some I don't know. Struggle. Mm. Obstacles, yes. But yeah, it was really good. Cool, I will try to... Find a way to watch it. Well, we can get together. Yeah. Uh, So it looks like we lost DVD. Oh. So I'll go. Maybe he'll reconnect. But uh, I... (laughs) It's kind of been one of those things. We have been so on the go for so long that we have not Mm -hmm. hardly had time to watch TV at all. So we don't really have too much to do at our new house. So we, um, we did bring our TV. TV. Oh, good. We were like, what are we going to do for two weeks while we're there? If we don't have a TV. So we brought the forerunner over cause we wanted to leave it here. Mm-hmm. We wanted to leave a vehicle. The car was in the shop as previously mentioned. Yeah. So we brought the forerunner. And so the entire back of the forerunner was, uh, taken up by our TV being gingerly transported, we did slide a couple tables and chairs and stuff underneath, and then we had our double Coleman sleeping bag, and then oh. we had our TV laying on top of that nice. <laughs> with pillows around the perimeter. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but we have watched TV for a couple hours this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched an episode of Alone Beast, which is a spinoff i think of the alone show where they drop people off in the canadian wilderness to survive history channel show it was take a bear and drop it off in a city to see how long it survives (laughs) (laughs) so this this was it said it was an a and e show but it said it was in conjunction with the history channel oh okay so I think it was somewhat related to the other one, but I'll get to it. So the premise is they take three people, drop them off in the wilderness, and they to make it ethical and everything, they have a hunter down a big game, and then the people are dropped off near it and told where it is. And they have zero gear other than the clothes on their back. And they have to survive for 30 days just off of this animal. Hmm. So So it is from the creators of Alone. Okay. It didn't work when they sent out a trapper and was catching like small game. Like, all right, here's your mongoose. (laughs) So the first episode we watched was this chick from Montana, I think a guy from Colorado and another guy from like South Carolina or North Carolina or something. 
And then there was a moose that was killed for them. Did they hunt or did they Luke Skywalker with it? Uh, warm climb inside it for warm. Hey, well, they, well, so they don't even have a knife or anything. Like literally, the clothes on their back is it. Wow. So the first three days they spent, well, the first day they spent finding rocks that they could chip into make into rudimentary they were knives. Napping? Yes. Usually, when you're trying to survive, napping's not the best idea. But well. That That's case. what they had. So the <laughs> their goal for day one was to gut the moose. Yeah. Just well, to yeah, get realize the... it spoils the meat. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that was just it. Just use your teeth. Yeah. So they were able successfully day one were able to at least gut the moose and were like, so well, the three of them were together. Yes. Oh, okay. With one animal, and so they spent a lot of time on that, and then they finally. Once they found a rock that was working substantially to be able to cut the hide, they sent one guy off, the North Carolina guy off, to go figure out a shelter, which without any knives or anything, it was like, well, I'm going to break some branches off this tree and then pile them up, the you know green boughs around the bottom of the tree to use as a shelter. Mm-hmm. And it was cold enough that they didn't need to actually deal with the uh, moose meat. They just needed to get the oh. guts out. It was automatically refrigerated. Yes, it was like thirty-five degrees or something. Mm. Um, so they just needed, but they needed to be able to get the guts out, and then they they struggled because um, the heart and lungs retain a lot of heat so they need to get those out just to keep the mm. meat from staying too warm uh-huh. and then they took a stick and propped the rib cage open to cool it hmm. overnight while they sounds interesting so yeah, then the next day they came back and started actually you know breaking it down and the North Carolina guy gets sick no and spends the first week like incapacitated and calls it and bails on him after like a couple days. Oh no. And so they're like, oh, I guess, well, we were planning on having three people. Well, the more meat. <laughs> well, so, so then the other two build a smoke stack with the hide as the cover. Mm-hmm. And they found two rocks that were naturally made like a horizontal shaft. And they put the hide over the top, built a fire at one end, and then were smoking meat in it. <laughs> and then, like, after another week, the dude is like, I miss my family. I quit and bailed. Oh, my God. And so it's just the, the, two the, weeks. So the you woman was out there. Family? Yeah. So it was 30 days total. And then after the first, like, 10 days, it was just her. Wow. And, she was like, uh, okay, well. Tell us smoke meat. She could go quite a while, I would think. So, yeah, so they had a bunch of meat, but then a bear moved in and started eating uh, the carcass. And yeah. so she ended up moving camp, like packing up what food she had and the fire she moved. And then she had to make it to 30 days in order to get the money or something. Yeah. Well, they didn't say there was any money or anything. So I don't know what the reward was other than. 
bragging rights, but we it was we watched the first episode and each episode is a different group of people oh, doing well. basically the same thing. And so we were like we weren't really into So that's it. the it was, goal is to make it thirty days or yeah. are they competing against other groups? No, it was just that group going thirty days. Dude, if I had to make it thirty days and I was two weeks in, I wouldn't freaking give up because I missed my <laughs> family. Yeah, it was like we were because the guy was cool too. Like they were getting along, they're working really well together. Maybe and... he was getting um, not good thoughts about the woman he was with mm. and wanted to make sure his family was intact when he got back. I don't think that was it, but I don't think that was it. Well, and it was funny because at one point, like three weeks in, she she was awesome. Like she, there was a reason she's on a separate show from just being competing in the alone show. Cause she would have killed everyone. Mm -hmm. Cause it was like three weeks in and she was like, yeah, I think I'm, I don't think I'm getting enough uh, fat from this moose meat. And so she took the scapula from the moose and it was a tomahawk and she went out and killed first throw, killed a grouse. Wow. wow. That's, to that's eat. A... And so she roasted a grouse and ate that. It was like, yeah, I feel a lot better. And that was like Ooh. a week from the end. And then it just went to the end and was like, yep, okay, we're on day 30. I'm done. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, this lady's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It wasn't. If you like the alone show, I would just skip over it. It's not. All right. It wasn't. It you could tell they were trying to have the same kind of feel, but it was not as good. So it's a, it's a spinoff. It is. That's yeah. usually we're, the case. We're always, I mean, we're watching season two of Alone, and we've watched seasons one and six, and it always baffles us when somebody's like, either they're like, well, I'm, I feel like I've done everything I set out to do out here. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just going to go home. You're like, yeah, but you didn't win. Right. Or they're like this chick on the one we're watching now was like she had to chase some bears away from her tent and she quit because she was like I you know I I felt this rage and I didn't want to bring that back in my life so I'm just going to go home. It's like you were chasing bears away like right. Yeah. I was also trying out. to remember it is a reality TV show. It's a show. Yeah. So who knows what the reality actually is. Well, so I did the Lone yeah. Beast. They also, I'm. It was there was a someone filming too. It wasn't her. They weren't filming themselves. Oh, okay. Which was interesting. Was easier. And it took away. It kind of took away from from it when you like the camera shots. You're like, oh, they're someone just filming her doing this. Um. But yeah. Uh, so the other show that we have managed to watch, I did watch, uh, about two thirds, maybe of one of the shows DVD is going to talk about, but I'll mm. let him talk about it. <laughs> um, but I did watch the first four episodes, I think of the second season of Lego masters. Mm. Um, and it's pretty entertaining, but I do have a hard time watching it because it's so over the top with everything, but it's pretty cool seeing the stuff they make. Um, and I actually had, so my 
friend that I helped do a Lego bridge suspension bridge mm-hmm. had called me um, last year and he was actually talking to a producer of the Lego masters <laughs> about going on there. And he asked me to join him as his partner for the show. If we could get on as a team and we didn't end up getting onto the show, oh, but, that's too bad. um, we were in talks with them about trying to get on. That's um, cool. But the third episode of it, they have to build a four foot tall skyscraper building <laughs> that goes onto a earthquake seismic shake table. Oh, and I was like, uh, Oh my gosh, that's I'm a structural totally jam. <laughs> yeah. That's why you didn't make it. They saw, Oh, we have this lineup of things we need to build. That just wouldn't be fair. I know. I was like, I'm sure Charlie was tired of by the end of the episode of me talking about what I would have <laughs> done. It was like, Oh, you totally could have used these pieces to build a buckling <laughs> refrain to restrain brace frame. And you could seismically isolate the base and you could do all this other stuff. Um, That's what we're there for to listen to your rants, your wild, crazy rants. Yeah. So we, We've been watching that. Um, it's pretty entertaining. I don't it. I don't think there's as good of character. The people on it aren't as cool as season one. I, there's not like a certain group that I'm rooting for or anything yet. Maybe it'll develop, but yeah. So we skipped you, Vidi, because you dropped off. Yeah, so. my house's Wi-Fi went down or router went down. So I'm currently uh, logged in through my phone, which I couldn't figure out why my phone wasn't connecting either until I realized, oh, my phone's trying to hit Wi-Fi. So I turned <laughs> the Wi-Fi off and then it worked. Um, all right, cool. Well, I'll start with the TV show I watched. It's called Darwin's Game. It's an anime. Um, this guy has an app show up on his phone and he launches it and it sucks him into or makes him part of this game where it's people are trying to kill each other or whatever. And the goal is to be the, I'm not sure what the goal was, but he ends up teaming up with people and they fight all kinds of crazy ways. Typical anime show, but it's really good. <laughs> and then um, a guy at work told me that the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, because that's the first one, The Suicide Squad, so that's the sequel. <laughs> uh, yes, they made it so easy. Was, was, was it made by the makers of Xbox? Is the next one going to be Suicide Squad 360? I was thinking like the Fast and the Furious, where they had Fast and Furious, where they had Fast and Furious, and there's a bunch <laughs> oh, of yeah. combinations. Maybe they have this, this, this squad of suicidal people. I don't know. Um, Suicide Six. Right. Squad but he Five. Was, he was going to go see it in the theater, but he's like, I think they have it on HBO at the same time. Like, huh, really? So I went home and we logged in, and me and the boys all watched it. Um, I really liked it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I had a lot of like middle school humor through a lot of it. But there was this one character that I really, really liked. And it was um, basically a shark man. Like, yeah. Shark. So that's the one I'm about two thirds of the way through. <laughs> so but we're like, who plays this shark guy? So we looked it up and there's like a nerdy guy that's part of the team that runs them. And I think he plays part of it. But the, the credits I had two people listed for him. And the other one was Sylvester Stallone. 
Oh. And then after I do that, I can, I can hear his voice. And I was like, I saw Sylvester perfect. Stallone in the cre- opening That's credits. Totally yeah. I didn't put together who but he box, was. I mean, this is made by, uh, what's his name? The guy that did uh, James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. So it was, I love his humor. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Is, so it's, it was so funny. I enjoyed it so much. I ended up watching part of it again because I came up to talk to somebody and um, Zach and his friends were watching it. So I sat and watched for a bit. Um, it's it's very funny. I recommend it. Um, it does have some inappropriate humor, possibly. Um, yeah. That stuff. But it was well, so I didn't realize it was... I knew nothing about it. Oh. I had heard that a new Suicide Squad movie had come out. There's only and, three people back from last time. And that was it. So I went on HBO Max a couple nights ago, and I was scrolling through, and I saw, oh, Suicide Squad, it had some sub, like, colon something. And I clicked on that one, and it was an animated movie. Oh, really? I was like, oh, well, that's not it, I don't well. think. And so then I just kept scrolling and found said the Suicide Squad, but then it said 2021. Yeah. It was like, oh, this must be it. The original one I, was Suicide Squad. Right. Well, I thought it was like a remake no. of it or something. And so then it was like, oh, well, these people are the same actors even. And I was like, oh, this is a this is a sequel, not a remake. What the <laughs> heck? So I went into it like expecting something completely different. But there different. was only three of the characters were from the original and only one yeah. of them has is one of the Suicide Squad members and that was uh what's her bucket? Yeah, Ro- uh, Margot Robbie. Margot. She's but really good at that. As uh, Harley Quinn. Well and then Jai Courtney as Boomerang was back. He was in the original one. Oh, okay. I guess I, I didn't remember the original cast that well. Um, so, so you then need the, to have seen the first one. Uh, I don't. Okay, because I only saw like half an hour of it. Yeah, yeah, if you saw it. the first half an hour, you probably saw mm-hmm. enough. But this okay. one did try to take That's it what I felt. seriously. The, the main monster is basically a gigantic starfish that <laughs> shoots out smaller starfish that take control of people people's minds. Oh, it grabs on their face. So, so there was face huggers in them. The, the so the main army lady, and then the other like oh, yeah. um, other army guy were the other two. Yeah, main the kid. leader. Of the, yeah, the guy that went in the field with them. Yeah. So then, yeah, there was uh, Jai Courtney was in there, boomerang, and I think that was those were the those the four people were the ones I recognized oh, from okay. the original one. Um. Anyways, this is way better than the first one. If you ask me, I, okay. I really and Nathan it. Fillion is in it, which is funny. Oh well, that's a good. He's good. I don't remember. He was TDK. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was funny. Um, and then the last one I watched. So. You talked about it recently. There's a board game or something, and yes. I watched it. And I had told you that I didn't like it because I, that alien has always freaked me out. Well, I thought, well, I'm a grown man. I can watch this movie. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. I watched Alien. How did it go? Um, it went well. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
I've never seen him. My wife's going to be making fun of me. Thanks, Mrs. T. I don't. I guess she's seen it. I don't know. But about partway through, I was kind of reclined on my side on the couch, and I had a Dr. Pepper Voltage, and uh, I started to inhale it. I thought I was going to spit it out of my mouth, but I didn't want to make oh, a mess. No. This is not diet, so I just like tupped it out. But then I felt like I was the um, guy in Alien that had the alien <laughs> you side of him. Like, you felt like John Hurt? Yeah, for a while. I was coughing so hard. Just like the, the, <laughs> this is before that scene. Oh, no. So, then I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly what that feels like. Because I felt, even though it was liquid in my lungs a little bit, it felt like I had an obstruction in my airway, and I couldn't get air for about 45 seconds. I'm sure my face was turning red. I was over by the garbage can thinking, oh, no, am I going to, like... Dr. Pepper was trying to burst out of your chest. It was, it was Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, it was... Oh, Mountain Dew. And then I totally... This one character, I think, plays... Lord of the Rings is uh, Ian Holm. Yeah, Bilbo Baggett. Bilbo, yeah. yeah. Um, I recognize him from that, but that's like, this guy is like so like detached from everything and just weird. But then the the, the part shows, I don't know if I, I guess I can spoil it from 1970 something, right? 79, yeah. He's totally a robot. Yes. It's an android. Even when he's trying to kill um, Ripley, which is funny because it's Ridley Scott who directed it, and Ripley and Ridley are like, just yeah, take the very... key and flip it over. Um, but he's trying to kill her by ro- rolling up a magazine and shoving it endwise into her mouth. I was like, mm-hmm. that is the most odd way to try to kill somebody. Well, he's a robot. Right. <laughs> oh, they're really, I like the cast. They're all really good. Um, I couldn't believe she like risked her life to save a cat. The cat kills, Jonesy kills more people than anything else. Yeah. He does. Like half of the characters die because they're trying to save Jonesy right. the cat. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was really good. I like the science fiction part of it. I like the good. Well, was, you should watch good. Aliens because Aliens is definitely a action movie and not a horror movie like the first one. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like a horror movie. I don't know. It was, it was very much a horror. The first one's a horror movie. It's supposed to be right. The second one is an action movie. Okay. Um, I still don't like the face hugger things. Those are gross. <laughs> yes. Well, Tom, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> a lot. Like, I guess that makes it a horror movie, right? When you're yelling yes. at people, you tell them not to do something that's stupid. And, like, yep. Ripley the whole time is like, why are you guys just listening to her? Yes, like, if you listened to her the whole time, cars. she would have kept them locked yeah. outside and they would have been fine. <laughs> right. Anyway. But. And the guy's cool. just been like an alien on his face and unconscious, and then you guys invite him to dinner and you can just sit around chatting and stuff. Yeah. Like, Seems dude, weird. are you okay? And then obviously, obviously shenanigans not. ensue. I didn't think about him possibly breaking into song after he burst out of his chest like yeah. space balls, but he didn't. Yeah. So I'm glad I saw it. I now um, have that in my um, have seen things. And <laughs> anyways, it was good. I liked it. Good. I'm trying to talk Charlie into making me a xenomorph Halloween costume. So and I she saw, can be Ripley. <laughs> one of the second one, aliens was it bigger? There's a queen the and there's a queen. Okay. Because the aliens. science fiction museum in Seattle I went to one time and they had the queen. Like mm, the oh, whole thing yeah. from the movie. That it's I really big. I really didn't want to turn my back to to get my picture taken with. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyways, it's, it's really good. Okay, it looks like somebody's got some nerd cred. Yeah, I was doing that today. I had the itch to make a new D&D world. So I thought, what better way to do that than to have an automatically generated map with city locations and terrain types. So I got Civ 2 onto my new computer and played a short time with it until I had a little bit of cities. I didn't want the whole thing like full. And then um, on one of my turns, I then turned on cheats got advanced stealth fighters, went around and killed all the other units and wiped out their cities. So all that's left is the map with the cities and their names. So I'm going to use that as my new D&D world map. Oh, cool. And I've got some ideas for the origin story of the world. Mm. So as soon as I kill off my characters in my current world, maybe I'll mm. start this new one. And maybe use English words for all the city names so that I don't oh. get funny looks and weird comments about my um, city names with foreign names. Anyways, this should be fun. Even if I don't use it, it's fun to world create. Yeah. Maybe, maybe NaNoWriMo. Maybe I'll write a novel in this world. You should. I could write a prequel novel and then everyone that is in my game and force them to re read my novel so they have <laughs> backstory. Here's the backstory. It's a 220-page manuscript. It's 1599 U.S., 1899 <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Make some money off the people. Yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. All right. If you want to contact us and uh, try and make some money off of us, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> If you want a face hugger on you, no, let's see. We should buy big uh, face hugger, like a knitted face hugger hat, like a ski mask. Like a ski mask. You could wear a hoodie that it's on the back. And when you pull it over the top, it <laughs> flips down. That would be funny. That would be or funny. Or N95 face hugger mask. There you go. Oregon Aww. just made a new face mask mandate. You could but do you have a to make a jacket that has a pop out alien. <laughs> you want to catch right. up on that? <laughs> if you don't want to be attacked by a face hugger, send an email to engineeryshow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineery Show. Check out our website, theengineeryshow.com. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Um, you have been and always shall be my friends. <laughs> I don't know what folds is. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it.
guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees So you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again It felt weird. Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.